Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Super jacked today. Uh, Literally jacked. Yesterday, uh, a buddy of mine inspired me to flip a tractor tire uh, for for a mile. And we counted the flips for 100 yards just to figure out how many flips it would take. And we determined it's about 720 flips to go a mile. So if anyone's ever wanting to do that, uh, feel free to message me. I'll give you some ideas. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This sounds like uh, not very fun, but okay, Jeff. Um, It was awesome. We just split it up, took every, you know, took turns every other flip. Uh, So we each ended up with about 360 flips. And uh, my forearms are burning really nice today. So feeling good, ready to rock out some real estate stuff with you guys. You know, it's a good day when you wake up sore. All right. So first of all, let's uh, let's welcome in our special guest, Dewey Golub. Dewey, what's up today? Hey, how are you guys? Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. I've been listening to the podcast since the beginning and stoked to be here with you. We are pumped to have you. You've actually been to Omaha. So you and Jeff have met up in person. You guys have hung out in Charleston. So kind of fill people in on what your team there in Charleston looks like. Yeah, so the quick shakedown, um, had a real team uh, instead of a make-believe team for about three and a half years at Keller Williams. Uh, We've got four admin, incredible people. Uh, One is a VA that works the night while the rest of us sleep. She keeps things moving. And then seven salespeople and one expansion agent in Oahu. Uh, We didn't mean to be an expansion, but we're in business with an incredible human and when she relocated with her spouse for military reasons, we stayed in business. So that's how we're doing it. Very cool. Uh, and just kind of fill people in. The, the agents that you have, are they, are they specialized? Are they general? And, and what's their expectation you know, when they come in the door to you? Sure. So that first path of growth is they start as a junior buyer's agent, we call it, which is essentially an agent in training. That takes uh, six weeks. And that is just training, not sales, uh, though everybody's licensed. And then they graduate out of that into being a buyer's agent specifically. And when they have um, the aptitude there, they can train up with myself and our listing manager and the other listing specialist and start going on listing appointments as well. Then they can do both sides of the business. And then we find that the high Ds want to leave the buyers behind and focus on the sellers. And we actually have a lot of SCs, uh, very wonderful, passionate, compassionate people on the team. And they like to stick and be very buyer heavy because they enjoy the emotion of it. So really, that's, uh, that's kind of how people have flowed in our organization. Cool. Jeff, any questions before I, before I jump back in with another one? You know, I've spent a lot of time with Dewey. Um, he actually... Gave me some Southern hospitality a few months back uh, at the Boomtown Unite conference. I stayed an extra day, and he taught me how to how to fish for red. I think you call them red fins. Redfish. Redfish. That's right. And uh, I had some luck. Yeah. I think we hit we hit a couple big ones. Had a good time, but we were able to talk a lot about um, creating a team and creating value for our agents. And then also we talked a lot about investing um, disposable income and what best investment vehicles to put our money into. He's in a really cool market because it's a 
you know, it's very old city. You know, they got houses that are hundreds of years old that are historic monuments, essentially, that they're not allowed to tear down and rebuild. You have to just renovate. And Dewey's done a great job at that. But to stay in consistent with our title, I, I really like it. Um, Greg Harrelson spoke on this at the team building summit, and he talked about how to build a team that can overcome any market shift. And we have determined that to be able to do that, you have to invest a lot in your agents to help them be successful. And I believe Dewey does that. So I think we just dive into creating that value for everyone listening. I already have seen we have some huge hitters on right now live watching our live stream. So if you guys want to chime in, anybody watching live and want to ask Dewey any direct questions, we invite you to do that. That's a huge value out of our podcast versus a lot of the others. We don't do any post editing. You get it raw, you get it real and authentic. So if you have any questions for Dewey, feel free to ask. But Dewey, I think the first question I'd have is what do you what do you feel like from your team standpoint is the greatest value you can offer your agents? Yeah, so long term, I think the greatest value is bringing them on knowing that there's a path of growth. Uh, so we don't bring them on and say, you're going to be this or you're going to be that. And, and that's our life together. You, I really bring them on and say, Let's start here. Let's know what our first two years at least looks like together so that you've got that clarity. So that would be what we've already talked about, kind of that onboarding rollout. Um, beyond that would be something I picked up with you and Andy uh, in Omaha, which is team within a team. So we successfully have our first team within a team this spring. Uh, we had our, our lead agent hit that, um, that pain point of, I don't have any more time. I want to change my volume. I want to change my time block. I need some help. And instead of hiring the assistant, you know, we pair the junior with the senior and, and away they go. And that was a real win-win. Um, and then from there, you know, talk to them more about wealth creation. You know, this is a great cash flow business. It's a great way to seem like you're, you're making good bits of money, but you're not necessarily making good bits of wealth. You know, we talk about how our book of business is our future um, or our sphere or our client database, but really getting them into understanding um, how to evaluate deals. And, and like you said, we've got a really good market for it. You know, we've got that really uh, prime kind of 1% 10 cap, however you want to look at it, single family home market. So educate them on that. That way they can sell that to their clients so they can do deals more frequently with the same client. And then they can, you know, accentuate and accelerate their own life with it. Love it. Let's start off with teams within a team. Um, I believe my team was one of the first, I was the first that I knew of that implemented that strategy 18 months ago. It's been working really well for us. One of our greatest fears was retaining those teams because once they could see that they could run efficiently as a team, our fear was that they would then just leave us and go get a better split with our broker or go to a different brokerage or start their own. We haven't lost any teams that were already on our We've brought in some teams that have then left, but we haven't built any teams within our company that have left. And the main reason why is all the same value add we gave that team leader to help them be successful, we are giving their sub-agents. So of course their sub-agents plug into our lead gen, their sub-agents plug into our culture, our masterminds, um, our CRM, our transaction to close process and all of that. So as you look at teams within a team so far, Dewey, be it that you've only one person has done this. And I remember us talking about this when we were fishing and you kind of saying, hey, Jeff, how do I retain these top producers? And you started to build this. Where are some of the pain points that you are? What are you experiencing from a pain point standpoint, helping this one individual roll out a team within your team right now? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, honestly, knock on wood. Um, the pain points have been few and far between. We're also maybe hypersensitive to it currently. Um, 
However, myself and my director of operations, we jump in quite frequently um, and stay in, in that mix so that we can train the junior agent so that it doesn't, it, it's, there is no burden for that senior agent because it's so, supposed to be a value add for the senior agent. So I love we it. make sure currently that we don't cause trouble. Think about the way the broker treats a team leader. Across America, if a team leader wants to build a team, the broker gives those agents within that team no attention, no guidance, no support. Our team, our agents that are on my team can't even be a part of our broker's masterminds. Our broker hosts masterminds with agents in all sorts of price points. Our agents, because they're on my team, can't go to those masterminds. So I think, what's the value that my broker is offering me or offering the agents within my organization? And there's none. So make sure as team leaders, as you add agents to those teams within your team, or as your agents add agents within those teams, be sure that your organization is giving those sub-agents value. Don't think it's all going to rest on the team leader's shoulders, because if it does, then they don't need you. It actually, it behooves you to continue to deliver insane value to the sub-agents. And then more importantly, if those sub-agents do choose to leave that team within your team, you want them to stay within your organization and not go to someone else. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, you know, and the beauty of being in a, a mentor-mentee or a coaching relationship is that is one of the main things that we talk to Andy about. Um, you know, what are the problems? Where, where are our future problems? And, you know, things like, okay, well, they're not getting enough value or they grow very quickly and they want to move horizontally and start their own team. And the, the rules and stop gaps that you guys have put into place so that everybody understands the future lay of the land or the playing field so that it doesn't become a breaking point where people have a culture issue because there was something that was not understood up front. And so right. by being in coaching, I have you know, taken other people's pain points and removed them from my future life. Love it. That's awesome. Um, a lot of people follow up the teams within a team um, strategy with a question regarding splits. So I'd be curious, Dewey, how you chose to do that within your team. How are you handling the split for the lead team leader within your team? Yeah, so we're a total black and white. We literally have two splits. We've got 50-50 on the buy side, 70-30 on the list side. And then with the team within the team, the junior agent then breaks into a 40-10. So the junior agent is no longer on the 50, they're on the 40, and the senior agent is now not on the 50, they wind up being on the 60. So and, similar to you know, our strategy, you just knock it down 10%. And so that team leader within the team, he's keeping around 10% on all of the transactions. Are there scenarios where he keeps more or she keeps more? Nope, we keep it totally black and white because there's always a story and we don't want to be in the story business. Awesome. I think that's great. I know on our team, our agents are a 60-40 to an 80-20 split. If a team leader brings on a new agent that hasn't sold, they start at a 50-50 and cap at a 70-30. And so in that scenario, our team lead can make up to 30% if they generate the lead to their sub-agent or if the sub-agent creates the lead on their own with a minimum of 10%. So really, for anyone that hasn't implemented this strategy that thinks they don't want to adopt it, it's really it's just a mentorship program. So instead of your lead trainer having to answer questions from new agents all day, every day, you allow top agents from your team to choose to have that responsibility and they get to make around 10% to 30% per deal um, for offering that additional value. And that's the big value I see. Last thing on teams within teams, um, what value does the team leader offer the sub-agent that your organization doesn't? And I'll start with that answer. And for us, it's mentorship and hand-holding. So our team lead will go on a listing press. Our team lead will meet them to write a purchase agreement. Essentially, those sub-agents want to become like their team leader. And so their team leader is constantly there holding their hand through all processes surrounding all real estate transactions. 
Where would you say some of the greater value adds are for an agent to join within a team instead of just joining directly under you? Yeah, so it's the two that you mentioned, but we're also in a really dynamic market where, um, you know, it's a three county city. It's not actually that large. It's essentially 600,000 people. And you get a very wide range of price point in a very small area. And so for that person that we currently have and that we see in the future, what they're, they're essentially in a stranglehold because they've got this lower end business that they developed earlier. You know, you get in, you develop the lower end business through the pay-per-click and your outbound prospecting, and then you get your sphere repeat referrals and your price point starts to go up and your commute gets better because that's your area. And so you're left with these opportunities that are lower dollar further away. And so you don't want to not service it for so many different reasons. So now you have somebody to give it to. Now that person you're giving it to, the junior agent, just got to accelerate their life by maybe worth guessing two years by getting to a point where they're now actually doing two or three deals a month, which is the metric that we're shooting for. We like the 24 to 36 deals a year, but it's, it's, you know, that pipeline takes some ramp up and of course takes constant nurturing, but the ramp up you can't get around. This is how you get around that ramp up. So they, they get to, by giving away 10%, they get to accelerate their life by two years. Love it. And totally agree with the strategy. That's awesome, man. So uh, Matt, what else do you want to get into regarding teams or where where do you want to go? Yeah. Well, before we get it, uh, go further down in the other steps of the path of growth, I just want to kind of voice a question I'm sure the audience had, which is you accidentally got into the expansion business. Um, So I'm curious for someone that's uh, not, not just on the other side of the city, the other side of the country, but literally the other side of the world, what's the value that you're giving to them and why do they want to stay on your team office in Hawaii? Yeah, so I would say that the main one comes back to essentially what we just said in a different format. I think, you know, I've been in this business for 15 years as a full-time professional. Um, I've been aggressively uh, consuming and learning about leverage and team structure. And of course, that's what I want for the agent that's in Oahu, that's in Hawaii, um, is for her to be able to grow her own team and have her own large business and provide the life that she wants to live. And she's the perfect person for it. She's absolutely capable and has the right skill set. So um, the same way that I currently have two full-time coaches, um, you know, that's one of the things that we are to her besides all of the support systems and leverage that the team offers. And so I feel the same thing that she can do it on her own the same way I could do it on my own. But if we can get her there three years faster, you know, it's a win-win relationship for her and for us to, to split that income and to put in that time and et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's really, you know, it's that um, you can do anything you want to in life, but there's a trade-off if you'd rather just get to that, that next checkpoint faster. And so I think that we're, we're getting her there a lot faster. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think one of the things I've noticed with expansion is when agents try to force someone, um, someone of talent into a city, a lot of times they seem to struggle with that. But what happened with you is that it was a natural move. You weren't intentionally trying to place someone in Oahu, Hawaii, but you had talent who could be successful anywhere they chose to work in the world. And that talent saw value in staying part of your organization. And so with that, expansion totally made sense. So for anyone listening, I'm not a huge fan of expansion unless it makes sense. If you have an agent leave your team to go to another marketplace and you can find ways to give them value in that marketplace, it's a total no-brainer. And I think you've done a great job with that, Dewey. 
Matt, comment real quick on your, your mic. I noticed um, you were just kind of cutting in and out. I don't know why I've never heard it happen on your end before. So just kind of yeah. a heads up for you. Yeah, not sure what's up. Yeah, let, let's get into the uh, the second stage of, of the path of growth, Dewey. So get into kind of how you've helped people set up and get into their own kind of entrepreneurial businesses on top of real estate. Yeah, so uh, you and I were discussing earlier um, the way that I view the team that I've built, and I know that you guys touched uh, earlier this week or last week on there are a lot of different teams, even though we essentially started with the same playbook. Um, you know, I view it as we've got really capable, really intelligent, hardworking people that have all come together for the common good, and they each have their skill set. And now that they're together, let's not limit what we can do with it. So if somebody from within our from within our environment, somebody that's proven and is on the team comes to the team and says, hey, let's use this for that. I'm always all ears. Now, it doesn't have to stay within the team. For instance, there was somebody that we worked with for a few years and loved and cared about, and she was the listing manager and the marketing director, and she's a creative, and she said, you know, and she'd been in real estate sales during the up boom before that, and then she'd gotten out and been in photography. She said, I really love photography. I, I really, I like this business, but I want to follow my passion. And so she left the team. She started a photography and staging business and we're a heavy amount of her current workload. And so she's been trained up by us. So we speak the same language. We have the same expectations. We're never let down. She always excels and exceeds. And at the same time, she was able to launch a business and be profitable day one because she knew that she had income stream from us and that we would have listings coming in and we would keep her busy and then she'd have things to post and you know it's a virtuous cycle and so even from coming within the team and going outside the team there was still that path of growth for somebody that came into our into our environment and then ultimately left our environment yeah he basically mckinsey her uh she, she... <laughs> <laughs> she's a she's a McKinsey alum of basically of your team. So you go out and then you have other people in the shouting your praises all around town because they used to be on your team. And but yeah, that's interesting. So basically, uh, you look always looking for ways to help people be on. They don't end up staying on your team, especially if real estate isn't their passion. Yeah, absolutely. And then and then the idea while they were there would have been, you know, are we. Are we reading Miracle Morning together? Are we reading the one thing together? Are we working on our personal skills? Are we talking about health and wellness? Are we time blocking our lives and schedules, maybe seasonally and vacations and putting away money for the things that are important and identifying those and tracking them? And, you know, and so the things that I discovered, you know, a few years ago that have ultimately changed my life are the things that I don't want to force on anybody, but I want to introduce into their conscious. So, if it's something that has a big difference and a big impact on their life, I'm, I'm happy to deliver it because uh, a guy that whose office I poached for this, uh, Adam Roach did that for me. And I know he's, he's been on your podcast and he stepped in and changed my life and I want to pay it forward. I think a great book, you guys, uh, for anyone in the audience that hasn't read it is the dream manager, which speaks exactly to this. And in the dream manager, it talks about a strategy where you stop focusing on how the people you bring in, into your organization are gonna serve your goals and you make your focus helping each individual within the organization accomplish theirs. 
And a lot of times one's organization may be a stepping stone for someone to reach their dreams that are outside of what you do on the day to day. So with us being in real estate, someone's goal might be to start a new construction company, but they got the real estate license to kind of put that on their map. And my goal has been with each agent is to help them realize their dream while still selling real estate. And so we have a handful of agents just like you guys, Dewey, who've started other entrepreneurial ventures with uh, while working within Omaha's Elite. And there's no reason for them to get rid of their license. That's the beauty of real estate. You sell one house a year and it easily pays for renewing your license. But I have been um, a sounding uh, ear for them and, and someone that they can kind of consult with and someone that can mentor them through the process of launching these new ventures. And obviously, if there's any way my organization or organizations can help and support, then it's a no brainer. So if we had someone within the team that wanted to start photography, as an example, we could hire them to do all the pictures of our houses. So I think that's a great strategy to bring more value to people that are within your organization. And if you haven't read the book, it's a it's a great read. Uh, it's called The Dream Manager, which kind of speaks to this strategy. And then, uh, dude, what's the path for people? I, I, the gal that you mentioned, was she was she an agent or an admin? I think you mentioned that you've got kind of a path in mind for agents and for admin as well. Yeah, yeah. So that that uh, so we've talked about two different agent paths. You know, one would be coming on and the team within the team, and then wealth building through real estate investment. Um, the next that I hadn't thought of until we started talking about it would be you know moving to a different area, expansion, and then you know more standalone team building. Um, and then I've, I've got, a, you know, some admin stories. We covered the one where uh, her path to growth was starting her own business that we could help. And then an internal one is um, got an incredible uh, director of operations, Angie Murto, who just met. She went out to Omaha. And, um, and then we all hooked up during the Boomtown Unite recently when Jeff was nice enough to host. Um, mm. And so she came on as an admin. Um, you know, really, this was kind of like the, the second job in her household. She was going back to work, has, has kids and, um, and thought, you know, this is great. You know, nice job, nice people. Um, and then, so that was more of an admin role. And then she got in and she's got a personality where everything's got to be a hundred percent. Um, and so she started taking control of all the systems and rejiggering all the systems and getting everything sorted. Um, and that really more elevated her very quickly to director of operations where she started running um, the great majority of everything. <clears throat> and then we looked at it and said, okay, everything is running incredibly well and is essentially kind of self-sufficient because the systems are so clean that she's built. Um, we need to grow revenue, um, which means we need the salespeople to, to be selling more and we need more salespeople. And those people need to be trained well. Uh, and it was either she or I, and uh, I currently still bring in a lot of business, and I enjoy the visionary part where I'm always growing our future, uh, and she's very good at the internal. So she said, all right, I'm going to take on the director of sales role now. Um, and she is crushing it and, and owning that, um, you know, going through bold with all the agents, being the bold leader for the entire bold room, um, not just our people, but, you know, two market centers and any outside guests, um, formatting that. And then from there, we really see the amount of time that that will take her and that that will ultimately lead to what at that point, you know, when we're over a hundred million, um, will need to be more of a COO role. Um, and they'll need to be a different ops person and a different salesperson and she'll need to be, um, another step up. So that's been a great path of growth for her. And, and now she's very engaged in 
the real estate investment conversation and, and the wealth building. Uh, and then we also talk a lot about, you know, side ventures of mine that are all real estate related, which is development stuff and investment stuff and, and how she would be a part of that. So um, that's probably going to be the largest uh, opportunity or path of growth that Found Properties Group will deliver to somebody as far as I can see in the next few years. I think it's awesome. You know, something to remember, um, I think about the people within my organization and sometimes people are happy with the seat that they're in. You know, the five dysfunctions of a team with Patrick Lencioni will speak to this. It's kind of our high D mentality, Dewey, where we're always wanting to scale up and do better and grow, not just financially, but in every area of our life. Not everyone's wired that way and that's okay. So for anyone listening, if you have an admin person who's happy making $50,000 a year, running back office support Monday through Friday and get 10 paid days off a year, whatever the case might be, that's okay. But I think that it, it's our responsibility as the leader of any organization to give everyone within our organization the ability to be just like us, to be able to go and pursue their dreams and start whatever venture they want to start or get whatever job they want to get. And if we can help them get to that point, hopefully it's within our organization, but if it's not, that's okay. We will truly help people realize their dreams. That's how you retain. That's how you get people to come back. I have a story. We have an admin person who had worked with us for about three years and she was going through a really a rough patch in her life. And for whatever reasons, it, it didn't end up working out for us to keep her. So we let her go. Two, two years have passed. And she reached out to me via text last week asking if we had any admin positions available for her right now on our team. And we fired her two years ago. So she's a great person. We're still friends. But it was just very telling to me that we treat people the right way because she asked if there were opportunities for her to come back and work within our organization after she had been fired. And I can't imagine, I've, I've been fired from a few jobs a long time ago when I used to work for someone else. And I, I would never go back to that organization. I'd never reach back out to that organization. So treat everyone like you'd want to be treated, even with firing someone. You know, there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. So I think it's important to be focused on how, what, do we, what does each person need? Each individual is different. And how do we help them realize their dreams? And I can tell that's a huge focus for you guys. So Dewey joined Elite Real Estate Systems. You're in the team leader live stream coaching. I'd love you to speak to a couple points that have been helpful or beneficial for your team, either through the live stream, through having that one-on-one -on -one coaching call every week. Where, where has that helped you take your business to the next level? Yeah, um, so we utilize a lot of it um, constantly. Uh, I'll say the overarching single plugin that had kind of the juggernaut impact was Kevin's insane, insane, insane spreadsheet. Um, I mean, you just don't think it's going to end as you scroll to the right. But uh, when, when you, we actually had a VA, we had our VA go back and input all of last year's data so that we could have a body of work so that we could see how it was really working instead of waiting 12 months to have a trailing 12 to build it up. And it, you're able to do such a deep dive into any part of your business when you actually utilize that entire spreadsheet, which is a, a real serious undertaking. But, uh, and then we paired it with, like you guys do, with the Gecko board. And we use two boards. We use the team board and then we use an agent board. Um, and doing that, uh, I always would look at our spreadsheets, but now everybody looks at our spreadsheets, right? Everybody's aware of the numbers. Everybody knows why when we're three days from the end of the month, I say, don't let it trail into the next month. Like, close that thing in 30 days. Let's cash flow the next month. Like, look at where your money's coming from. You know, keep your numbers even. Uh, everybody's monthly goal is up. And then they're up against each other so they can, you know, have that little fun competition. 
And then it also gave us the power to, because they'll input on an ongoing basis, you know, their call attempts, their nurtures, their appointment set, the metrics that you guys at ERS determined are the best ones to watch that we started recording. Then it gave us a format to more impactfully report them open weekly in our team sales meeting. And so by just starting to use a spreadsheet that ERS had already created, and then by pairing it with Gecko Board, which you know Kevin can show you how to do easily, it changed so much for every single person on the team about the way that they see and understand our entire business and their personal business that they didn't see or fully appreciate or understand before. So you know, I'll 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 not monologue on that one. I could go on to some other things, but but I'd say that that one is just had an amazing impact. Yeah, the back end systems, analytics, tracking, and then helping. It's one thing to track everything, but then to make it visually appealing so your agents care to look at the numbers. And that's where Dewey, speaking of the Gecko board integration, where we sync up our Google Sheet with Gecko, uh, that's been awesome in our office, and we've had the exact same response. So, so one thing having the numbers, it's a whole nother thing being able to explain those numbers and get the agents excited to track and look at it. So you put it in your office, and everyone's going to see it. There's not really any way to hide from it. That's right. You know, another awesome. thing that we're doing is uh, in our weekly pipeline meeting, which follows our team meeting, they're reporting what ERS trainings they watch now that. You know, they could always watch it before by scrolling back and, and moving around. But now that the format has changed, it's a lot easier for them to go in and choose the education that they want. So instead of me saying, hey, this is what's coming up this week, like, don't forget, you know, it'll be here. Check it out. Let's talk about it. They could actually go back because they're all at different stages of their business. They all have different sure. interests. They all have different questions. They can pick their own thing. And then they can tell us, you know, when we have our weekly, you know, one on one, you know, hey, this is what I watched. This is what I got from it. Yeah. So what, do, uh, what Dewey's it, referring to, just for anyone that doesn't know, we sell live stream access to all of my real estate team's trainings, eight hours of content a month for $17 a month for individual agents. Dewey's on the team plan. It's $497 a month for the team plan, which gives you 10 seats for your agents to plug into our weekly training. We have two a week, so it's a total of eight hours for individuals. And then Dewey gets one hour of team leader training. Only Dewey's allowed to be on that call or his direct report. And that's one hour a week, either from myself or Andy Cuny, our success manager. And then that also includes a weekly uh, accountability call for 15 minutes with one of our coaches, recapping the last Thursday's training and then addressing any pain points that he might be experiencing in his business. So it's the least expensive and I would say the most valuable training and coaching that exists right now. Uh, it's all virtual, so agents can access it whenever, like Dewey said, or they can watch live just like this live podcast and engage live with our trainer. And so we've been very proud of it. We're averaging a thousand views of training right now. So a lot of people are consuming the content. There's tons of interaction as we do them. Um, for this Friday, for anyone that is on the live stream, I am going to be leading the training. It's dialogue training specific to time blocking and protecting our time. So I'm going to train on how to tell a client you can't show houses with them tonight at 8 p.m. and how to you know move that conversation to, hey, can we go out this weekend? I have time allotted this weekend to show property. So that should be a really good training coming up. Also, while I'm on this topic, uh, our workshop's coming up June 11th. We only have three weeks left. We have a couple people signed up. We'd like to fill the room with about 10. So if anyone listening hasn't attended or would like to attend a second time, we're going to give everyone a 50% off discount. All you do is use discount code half off J U N for the month of June, half off J U N. 
And that's going to give you 50% off. Normally, it's $3,000 to come out and spend a day with us. It's only going to be $1,497. And you can bring a guest, just like Dewey did. And you'll get access to that spreadsheet Dewey spoke of. That's part of our Google Drive with all of our intellectual property. You will get for free, and you'll have access to that for life if you come out to the workshop. And you'll also be um, added to our private Facebook page, which is comprised of anyone and everyone that has attended the workshop. So last upsell here, Dewey. Speak to the workshop. What did you learn when you left Omaha after we got to spend a day together? Oh, geez. I think you taught me about some new energy drink that like made my eyes come out of my head. Oh, boy. Keto drinks? I, don't, I can't remember what it was. It wasn't enough to just let me alone with my Starbucks. Um, I was in the front row, so, so Jeff and I were, we were pretty hard at it. Um, no, so being there live and in person, you know, I think the if you want to see the future, um, then being in the environment that you've created, uh, I think for anybody that wants that, that has a dream of growing a very large team, it's the right physical environment to create, you know, with the bullpen, with the call rooms, with the admin room. Um, you know, so I think that was interesting. I think I've Matt, did, Matt, did you, with, can we replay that at some point, Matt? If you want to see the future, come out to <laughs> Jeff Cohen's office. I'll, I'll Thank you, Dewey. Pull it out. Yeah, yeah. Continue. Just keep every sentence. Would you please start it? Would you, if you want to see the future, fill in. That's right. That's right. If you want to, if you really want to achieve in life, you should go have dinner with Jeff. There you Uh, go. Yeah, it was it was good. You know, and and there's um, there's no substitute for the real thing. You know, like being there, being face to face with the people that created uh, the tools that you're going to implement into your business and use and being able to ask your obscure questions that come to your mind in real time instead of trying to put them in an email or wait for a podcast or wait for a Google Hangout. Hey, Dewey, Uh, was I I there? Was I at my workshop? You were very close to my face. There was like 24 (laughs) inches of slab table between us. But I'm so sorry. (laughs) Guys, I'm there all day. Like this this is a big deal for us. It's a pay it forward. We don't make a ton of money off the workshop. Our, our upsell is to convince you that you need, to, you need to join the live stream product, and we will show you why and the value that we offer within the live stream product. Uh, but we have a lot of passion behind the workshop. We spend the whole day, and then we even take everyone out to dinner. And I think to Dewey's point, you get to ask any questions you want, but you get to feel the energy. You get to see it in person. You, know, you get to touch it, feel it, smell it, get to know exactly what we're all about. And um, I love it. I love the workshop. So if, if you guys haven't been out or you want to come out again, like I said, 50% off for June. And you can find all the information on the workshops on our website, EliteRealEstateSystems.com. And if you can't make the June, there's going to be one every single month the rest of the year. So come on out, hang out with us in Omaha. Uh, it's a really good time. All right, Johnson, what else do we want to get into? Uh, oh, man. Well, we could go, we could go down a lot of uh, different directions. But, Dewey, why don't we, why don't we um, start buttoning things up? So let people know kind of where you're at and what the best way is to connect with you guys if you have uh, referrals for your area. Yeah, sure. So the area that we service and sell real estate is the greater Charleston, South Carolina, known as the low country or our beaches. Um, of course, we've got Jenny in Oahu as well, which is great for uh, service members. Uh, they've got every major base out there. I'm Dewey, D-E-W-E-Y, at foundpropertiesgroup.com uh, and would love to either chat um, add value if I can, or say thank you for your referrals and send you a check, whatever works. Checks are good. Love it. All right. uh, hey, Matt, I want to address Veronica's question. She's tried rephrasing it a couple times, which I love. Women are so good at that. Men just keep asking the same question over and over again. Uh, she was willing to rephrase it several times for us. 
Um, her question to you, Dewey, and I'm going to answer it first, was if a subagent comes in under a team lead, the team lead's already successful generating income, that subagent's probably part-time, maybe they've never sold a house before. Are you offering them or is the team lead within your team offering them some type of salaried position or percentage of the team leader's sales to help them get started? Or does this person show up with savings in hand? What we've done on, with Omaha's lead, both with individual agents that come onto my team and sub-agents that fill in under a team lead, most of those individuals are already working another job, either a night job or a full-time job. And we always will set a path. It's usually a six-month path to get them away from their job, to help them quit their job so they can go into real estate full-time. It's not a requirement that they have to be full-time when they come onto our team initially, but it is a requirement that eventually they're working towards being in a full-time role. We have not employed any sub-agents or agents on our team in an admin capacity. Admin are full-time admin on my team. They're not trying to do both. How have you guys handled that on your end, Dewey? Yeah, so good that we've got two different systems here so we can give two different answers. Um, we like full-time professionals. Um, that's all we accept is full-time professionals. Uh, right out of the and gate? Right out of the right gate? Right out of the gate. Okay. Yeah, we tell people we'd, we'd like to see that they have four to six months worth of savings. Uh, the way that we actually set our goals is to make a real budget with them because some people don't actually have that. So that way we understand when they actually can't even pay their bills. So there's that when they come on and they're that in that training period, which is generally about six weeks long. That's a paid training period. So you're paid in any structure that you would hear about for, say, an ISA. They're essentially working as an ISA. Um, and then when they transition out after approximately six weeks, we haven't drained their savings account. They haven't necessarily made any money. It's just to not drain your savings account. And then you transition out with your leads because you've been creating these nurtures the whole time. If you set an appointment, it goes to an agent while you're in training. But if it's a nurture, we want you to keep it so that you have the skill and the muscle and the expectation that nurtures become appointments. And so you transition those nurtures that you've, we've essentially paid you for six weeks to create into your book of business. And then you should begin closing quickly. And then I think there was a part to that that asked about the team within a team structure. Uh, what we're seeing there with our current agent and what I would expect in the future is you don't have one of those until you've got a pain point. If you've got a pain point, then the deals that you don't want to drive to or the deals that are below a certain price point that you don't want to deal with, those go to those agents. So you're now handing them a ready-made book of business. Love it. You know, a big thing for us, we know on average it takes six months for a deal that goes into the, to our CRM to go under contract. And so we're sure to tell every new candidate that joins us that hasn't sold or has only sold a few houses that they can expect it's going to take around five to six months before they get their first paycheck. I think we're lying to ourselves and to our agents if we tell them, oh, yeah, within two or three months, the money's going to be rolling in because that's usually not the case. Now, obviously, there's one offs and it depends on how hard they work. But net net, we're seeing about five to six months for all the leads that are piling in. So I think it's a huge value add as a sub agent. If you can join a team where the team lead is kicking you off deals, you know, maybe in a certain geographical location or price point um, that that team leader no longer wants to service because they don't have enough time for it. I um, wanted to thank everyone that watched us live today. That's a big I've been making a big point for people to come on live so they can ask our guests questions. Um, Antoine, good to see you. Emily Miller was here, um, a handful of others. So thank you guys for being a part of it. Veronica, thanks for asking questions. Matt Johnson, what else do we need before we put a bow on it, as you would say? <laughs> uh, we just need to make sure that people know where they should go to to thank guys like Dewey for coming on the podcast, which is go to iTunes, uh, leave a rating and review, five-star rating for the show. Make sure to call them out publicly and thank them for contributing and paying it forward and sharing all their good stuff. Uh, so we appreciate that. That lets iTunes know that uh, that you appreciate the show. 
Uh, and guys, we just appreciate you sharing the show with your friends, with your brokers, your fellow agents of business, the guys that are uh, guys and gals that are in the Facebook uh, groups that are kind of talking about all this stuff behind the scenes. Uh, that's kind of how the podcast continues to spread and grow. So we really appreciate that. So keep on, uh, keep that up. Uh, and then, yeah, just go to EliteRealEstateSystems.com where you click on the workshop tab or you can click on the live stream tab to learn more about things that you mentioned, Jeff. That's all I've got. Awesome. Dewey, thank you again, dude. That was awesome. You know, I didn't make mention. I will end it with this. I love the background of your office. Every time I, I see a successful person, I feel like they just have this crazy hodgepodge, beautiful mind, notes and drawings and comments and bullet points. If you look behind you, I don't know if you know what I'm referring to, uh, but your I, wall I do, is but quite again, impressive. Yeah, I remember I poached Roach's office. So this is there you our go. team that leader recruiting another team leader. I wanted to do it in my office because the backdrop would have been my 50-inch gecko board, but then oh, I nice. would have disrupted the whole team. So oh, shoot. All right. I, I chose this. Uh, Tell Roach hello. And guys, uh, to, to parrot what Matt said, just in case the audio wasn't working on his end, go out to iTunes and thank, thank Dewey for being on this episode. Give us five stars and please leave a few sentences as to what value add you've gotten from our podcast. We're trying to get over 100 reviews by the end of this year. I think we're at like 60. And if you search team building, I mean, it's it's the team building podcast with Jeff Cohn on there. But if you just search for team building, I think we're coming up number one or number two. So we're really happy with the reviews we've already gotten in our ranking there, but we would like always to get more reviews. So thank Dewey, give him a shout out and go on and give us a five-star review. And until next time, thank you guys. That was awesome.